look, let's play it by ear. This could be a triumph. Let's let's think positive. It's the I'm hard not, drive I'm not, on one, I'm not on one of my starvation days today. I can't drink because it's the middle of the day, obviously, and that's frowned upon. But I have at least had lunch as recognised <laughs> as a food star. So I'm in much better condition than I normally am. The unplanned edition. <laughs> Rather Again. than the unplugged edition. Well, the unplugged might be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Take your headphones out now, listener. <laughs> Join us again in an hour. Hello and welcome to the AV Forums podcast for the 19th of November 2014 and joining me on this edition are news editor Mark Hodgkinson. Where do you get these wonderful toys? Games editor Mark Botwright. Hell hath no fury like a woman scorned for Sega. And audio reviewer Ed Selly. He seems to be really hung up on superhero sex organs. And welcome back to the AV Forums podcast. You may notice we are light this week because the person who normally does all the talking uh, is on holiday this week. He's away buying a car. <laughs> Why is he buying one? Why does he just get one from a rescue home? I don't you know. Buy, you don't I, buy cars. I, I just you? made that bit up, so I don't know. We don't know the financial status of Willis's car. There are loads of them free. They just walk around. <laughs> Find them anywhere. <laughs> Well, that's what Ed does. He just keeps his door open and they just wander in, don't they, Ed? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's pretty much. That's why the house is uh, actually had to defumigate it for fleas uh, as a result of this open door policy. So <laughs> it's, it's now a very closed door policy at the moment. So yeah. Uh, right, latest competitions: the Holy Grail, Meaning of Life Blu-ray set is there. That ends on the twenty-first of November. So be quick uh, if you want those bargain bin uh, basement bin bargain bucket Blu-rays uh, from the Monty Python. Then. Uh, there you go, 21st of November. Uh, Call of Duty, Turtle Beach, Earbuds, any good, Mark? I, uh, I'll, I I played the fifth. I have no <laughs> idea. I'm sorry. Of course they're good. Yeah, yes, of course they're good. They're fantastic. And the competition ends. It does. <laughs> yeah, it's you know. going on forever. <laughs> it's a very metaphysical competition. Yeah. Does uh, it end? Yeah, okay. And it ends. Go on, read the running order. Hang on, will I? <laughs> it's Skype. I've got a. It suits. Oh, the thirtieth of November. I'm trying to scroll on a mini Sorry. keyboard here. I've got I to say. So. And uh, the last competition, the, the big one that everybody will want to win, Ed is uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3D Blu-ray. Um, and I believe that uh, we're recording this on the 17th. So actually, you'll be beginning to run out of time for that bad boy because it closes on the 24th of November. And yes, uh, joking aside, uh, one of the few films where I actually left the house to go and see it at the cinema and I enjoyed it very much, even if I had to suspend my disbelief about a Sony Tate Walkman working for that long, that many years. I mean, obviously, the space bit was fine. That's completely, completely plausible. <laughs> but no, Tate Walkman's always wore out. But no. Are you thoroughly... telling me that you don't have any Walkmans left working? No. No cassette Walkmans. Uh, uh, sorry. I do, I've I do got have a Panasonic one. Mini, going I have strong. a functional mini disc one. Um, but no functional mini discs. <laughs> um, no, the part of the problem is I, I bought the my last two Sony cassette Walkmans with the, um, the really flat all metal jobs with the, um, the, the the sort of collapsed drive mechanism, uh, which then would pop out to actually run the tape. And because of that, it, they just would fail and the, the mechanisms would just, just give up and die. Um, but they were lovely, but um, they're redolent of an earlier age. I don't have a, a working cassette Walkman anymore. I'm, I'm just not not as heritage as you, Mr. Botwright. But the film's not bad. Just, just I, actually, no. Do you know what? I'm going to be more enthusiastic about an AV Forums competition prize. Guardians of the Galaxy was a genuinely good film. It had a good cast, well chosen. Um, it had to cover a lot of ground in the amount of time, but it was a thoroughly enjoyable romp. And I'm sure that sonically and picture wise, it should be well up to snuff as well. So I can't enter that competition because I'm not allowed. So just damn well make sure that you do. <laughs> yeah, you can tell Ed's been fed and watered, can't you? Yeah. <laughs> It's amazing what being taken off starvation diets does for your sense of enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and the EV Forums podcast at the cutting edge of technology. Taped Walkmans. <laughs> Mine's still going strong. That's all I'll say. 
And it was the one with without the you know the mechanical buttons with just the little you know tiny little click buttons. Ooh, you know? yeah, exactly. Yeah, but did it have the mega bass button? Yeah, I, in fact, I've still got the box as well. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone's interested. But did it have fast forward and rewind? Yeah, oh, uh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, well, you know, obviously, remember some poverty spec Walkmans. You could only go fast forward. So if you <laughs> no, and the re- buttons were on the front of it as well. Yeah. Not on along the edge. Oh, it Climbing. was a quality bit of kit, Gosh. you know. <laughs> Auto reverse, you know. <laughs> I, I didn't week, have to eject tape to win Mark's <laughs> cassette Walkman. Why would have an auto reverse? So you didn't have to take the tape out and turn it over. So you only just listen to one side. No, no, no. no, no, no. It, you'd no, listen you to both sides. Flip the the set, remember, it just changes the side. So, yeah, it meant that you could just keep it. Oh, that that just blew my mind. You've <laughs> <laughs> never heard of that before. Ah, I knew Laserdisc could do that. I didn't realise that cassettes could do it. I could send it to you for review if you want, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could put it alongside as a kind of duo with Theodore Rex. <laughs> Retro reviews? Yeah, they, that's a good idea. We should start doing that. Retro reviews. The only thing is that you start want, wanting the old kit, don't you? I so, don't know. AV stuff, not so much. I mean, would you really want like a giant CRT uh, rear projection television or something? It's no, like, yeah, no, for that I, authentic I used to, slightly... I used to own one, Ed. I, used to own I know, you, I know you, I, I'm, I'm fully aware. That's why I cited it. Would you honestly chop in what you've got now for a gigantic pub spec <laughs> CRT RP television? Because no. I'm, I'm wagering no, yeah. So I would love to do a proper retro. We need to do a retro home cinema review. <laughs> we just get the stuff together on Gumtree. I mean, we might have to budget as much as 15 or 20 pounds <laughs> to get all the equipment together. But I think it'd be magic. Well, we don't need to do that. We just need to look in Mark Hodge's uh, loft. <laughs> Come into my loft. <laughs> so. <laughs> and what happens in said loft? All sorts. It's full of, it's full of junk. Does it stay in Mark's <laughs> What happens in Mark's loft? Stays <laughs> yeah, in Mark's loft. <laughs> it's for the best. Anyway, so uh, the latest com- competitions, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Holy Grail, Mina Life on uh, Blu-ray, uh, those are the 24th for Guardians, uh, 21st closing date for uh, the Monty Python stuff, and the Call of Duty Turtle Beach uh, earbuds, oh the earbuds, I thought they were, alright, okay, and uh, that closes on the 30th of November, uh, so let's move on, uh, Mark, you've been looking at a new Sonos system, uh, this time it's done by LG and they're calling it Music Flow. That's right, it doesn't do auto-reverse and nor does it play cassettes, which is quite <laughs> disappointing. But that aside, it wasn't bad. So it's it's the, uh, the collective name for a series of products, um, which include three wireless speakers and a soundbar and sub-package. Um, there's also, the, of course, the, uh, the hub, the R1 hub, which knits it all together. You can buy all the components separately to so build it up over time. Uh, it's all controlled via an app, so the setup's all done via an app. Um, uh, it should go. It should go relatively smoothly. It was with someone else prior to uh, to me, and they'd made a right horlicks of it. So it took me ages to get it going. But once it was all reset, it, it should work fairly easily. Uh, it hooks into various streaming services, including Spotify Connect uh, and Pandora. So you can, uh, and it'll also uh, act as a DNA server in time. Um, they haven't added that yet, but that, that's coming. Um, it'll play all the, uh, your music locally from your device. Uh, it sounds really quite good. It, I, I had the Samsung comparable system in, um, and I would say the LG trumps it in sound quality terms for pretty much the same price. Um, and it, you can hook up the uh, speaker bar and, and sub uh, with rear surrounds, using the wireless speakers as rear surrounds for a, for a home theatre setup. And it, it all works pretty nicely, to be honest. It was, it's, it's a good system. Uh, I'm not sure. You can buy, as I say, you can buy the components individually, but I'm not sure whether most of them sort of stand up as standalone products. Really, you want to be buying them with doing the multi-room system uh, in mind. Otherwise, you could probably get a, a better soundbar, for example, for the money they're asking. But all in all, it's, it's a nifty little thing. Is it easy to, to set up? You said somebody before you'd made a right whole axe of it. Yeah, it? it would been with it had been with. Uh, a certain TV show that specialises in gadgets, and and they hadn't, and it hadn't they hadn't reset it all, so it, it didn't come out as it would out of the box to me. It was in a semi setup state, so it re- it required lots of rebooting and resetting of everything to get it all going. But I went through it a second time after it was all reset, and it it all went very smoothly. So the only thing that I couldn't get working was the large wireless speaker refused to join the surround sound setup for some reason I'm not sure of. But other than that, it, it all went as expected. 
most people listening to this podcast, I would assume, wouldn't have any problem with it. Oh, you should never assume. No, well, I've met a few actually, so maybe I'll take that back. <laughs> uh, right, okay. Uh, right, so it's nice and easy to set up. Uh, what was the price uh, for this mu- Music Flow system? So yeah, ranging from one four nine for the for, uh, for the smallest wireless speaker, which is the H three, up to three four nine for the H seven, and the soundbar is five hundred quid, and the uh, bridge R one bridge is fifty quid. Okay. But of course, th- there's lots of package deals available from major electrical retailers where you can you can sort of buy a system and knock two hundred quid off it, as it were. So you could probably get a, a, a three room system for around mm, seven hundred quid, something like that. And what is the the price of the competing systems? Is it around about the same price? Very, very similar, obviously, by no accident. In fact, I think they're identically priced to the Samsungs. Okay, so why would somebody buy an LG Music Flow rather than a Sonos? (laughs) I don't know. There are one or two. Having had a very quick look at the the review, um, it does, uh, at the moment, Sonos's greatest strength is also it potentially its biggest weakness in so much as the way that Sonos functions with its separate bridge, it, it forms its own mesh network. Um, it means if you've got lots and lots of material, um, it's not ideal. Uh, it, it, uh, it means it, it puts limits on tracks um, and so on and so forth. Theoretically, looking at this LG thing, at the very least, it can it can sort of share the same library as other UPnP devices and play nice along with them. So yeah. you can use the LG equipment as a multi is is your multi room exercise, but it's still basically making full use of the same material that you could be using uh, on on your main AV system or two channel system. But to be honest, I've not used Sonos, so I can only directly compare it to Samsung. So it's a bit tricky from here that direct comparison. As I, I, I have used exactly it is it is a peerlessly well worked out product, but um, I think they're going to have to make a couple of little tweaks to it in the not too distant future to stay stay at the top of their tree, so to speak. There's a, there's a new Qualcomm chip, isn't there? That uh, lots of mobile devices are going to be fitted with, which you can. Basically... Oh, I'm I'm happy to take your word for it. Um, yeah. Not my area of expertise, I'm afraid. Right. Well, it's, it, that's coming out, which will allow multi-room systems up to ten speakers using any mobile device and any and any mobile speaker, as it were, wireless speaker. So that that's in the not too distant future. Okay. Uh, so Music Flow is uh, quite an interesting uh, lifestyle product. Lots of them about at the moment. Um, it seems to be where the audio side of things is heading uh, lately, Ed. How do you see the market at the minute? Is, is it a downside that people are heading for these sort of music flow systems, or do you see it as a plus point? I think that people taking any interest at all is is a plus point. Um, you know, yeah. In an in an ideal world, I'd love them to be, you know, diligently choosing separates and the rest of it. But that's that's a pipe dream. These things are capable of a more than reasonable sound. They. Uh, do so with uh, a great deal of convenience with lots of useful extra bolt-on features i personally um yeah i'm a big big fan um i you know would hope that um you know ambitious manufacturers would do it would, would would design the equipment with such a way as to you know try and encourage people over time if they like it to sort of move to bigger and better things but um, no, I'm, I'm I'm all for them. I mean, I say I've I've always been a big fan of of streamed and networked audio. So why not make use of one of its sort of most you know useful strong points, which is that you can have much more than one product sharing the same library. It really comes down to just how 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 good your network is, so to speak. Right. Interesting that you mentioned the word library and networking in there. Um, is is the audio side of AV? Um, is is that going to be completely? Um, online streamed uh, part of the world first before video do you see that the, the cd disappearing completely yeah yeah C- cd is it, it doesn't have there's no unlike where with 4k blu-ray which might justify the existence of a physical film format for at least another generation there is no cogent argument for an audio disc based format other than sentimentality uh, and vinyl's got the sentimentality bit going so CD is, is, is screwed um, to the extent, uh, hopefully, by the time this podcast goes up, um, my review of the Tidal service will be online as well. And you can um, 
Uh, and, and just incidentally, I need to point out that, that that's not me wish fulfilling. Hopefully, I'll have written it by that stage. It's written. It's done. We're just administrationally working out where to put it. Um, <laughs> I, I just want to, you know, celebrate this rare and beautiful moment. Um, yes, good because we have to make a note of the date, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the there's you know the, the title is working perfectly well on you know comparatively sensible internet lines to deliver cd quality sound without it even being stored in your house so yeah as as f- physical audio formats are uh are yeah I, I can't see anything other than vinyl surviving uh for for, for any any great great distance what, what about future. tape coming back tape could come back i mean mr Buttright already said he's got his you know. Now, actually, if you look at certain uh, more hipster-friendly bands, they have a habit of releasing EPs on cassette, but that does appear to be just for the novelty factor of them being on a cassette. <laughs> they don't actually get played. That's just uh, just just a bit of bit Kiss- of weird. Cassette? That's not old school. You want old, you want real to real? That's old school. Uh, no, actually, real to real. There, that that is bizarrely a format which is staging a limited comeback. Um, it is, don't get me wrong, reel-to-reel is capable of amazing sonic results if yep. you throw thousands and thousands of pounds at the problem. But there's a website called The Tape Project uh, where various recordings are being done as ultra-high-quality reel-to-reels. Um, I don't doubt they sound fantastic. I think that the 100 to £150 pound asking price per album is probably enough to put most people off, if I'm honest. And you're telling me that you're not involved with this at the minute? I'm not involved with this. I've got enough stupid pastimes. I don't need to do reel to reel as well. Mr. Botwright, are you interested? No. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to stick with your Maxwell tapes then? No. I, look, I said that I, I had, I had a Walkman. I didn't say I used oh, it. Oh, sorry. I thought I thought you meant you used it all the time. I thought it was you know, how you lived no. your life these days. No, 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 no. That that's stored away for posterity. That. I want to see how long it can last. Um, no, that's just something lying about the place. It's, but there was something nice about uh, an item of machinery that you could fix with a pencil. <laughs> <laughs> that you you would get that horrible sound of garbled, you know, it's something getting chewed and you knew that your tape was dead. Yeah. But then one pencil later and you were absolutely fine. I don't know if you're the same generation, though, but um, as soon as I think about cassette tapes, I think about, you know, late primary school, probably all the way through high school, the mixtape. That, that, that was how you lived your life back in the 80s and early I 90s. think recording off the radio and trying to pause it to cut out, you know, like... I was, a, I was a master at that. that. I just had quality sensibilities that radio was never able to deliver. Um, <laughs> do you want to know something really... Re- if you want to know something catastrophically sad... Uh, one of the schools I attended, uh, someone had written an Excel formula uh, for Windows 3 or 3.1 or whatever, and it could calculate, it, it added minutes and seconds. So you could work out what order to put tracks in to fill a mixtape perfectly. Because you could put the time codes in and see what it came to cumulatively. Which is, it was brilliant. It made it meant that you had perfect fit mixtapes, but it's quite sad, I suppose. <laughs> Yeah, because I mean, the mixtape's about what comes what comes next, not about how long something is. Well, you don't want that awkward... You either don't want to clip a great song before it's over, or you don't want an awkward gap at the end. The, the thinking but is... that's the lottery different. of it all. One day no. you will make that perfect mixtape that gets all the way to the end. By, all my by accident. Were, all yeah. my mixtapes were perfect, thank you very much. No, I'm no, sorry. I, I, I had I, uh, MC Hammers, You Can't Touch This, recorded <laughs> off Radio 1, and I didn't pay a penny for it. <laughs> Home taping is killing music, bot. Right, remember that. <laughs> Piracy was innocent in those days. <laughs> it had a better logo, that's for certain. Yeah, I was happy there. I mean, the amount of money I probably spent on Commodore sixty four blank tapes, but that's another thing. It, it was, it was, it was a more innocent time. Not like these modern kids and their piracy. You keep telling yourself, buddy. Ruining the world. Funding terrorism is what they're doing. I wasn't doing that with my Max L's. Or your Beta Max. Those were the days. Uh, right. Um, let's move back to the future. And Mark, you've been looking at two uh, streaming TV services, one from Amazon and one from a mobile phone operator. 
Yeah, they're entirely different things. Though. We should probably stress that. The the EETV box, which is, uh, think of it as a free view recorder with its own ecosystem and operating system on top. Uh, it's heavily centered on the use of mobile devices. So the interface kind of resembles a, uh, it's a tiled interface with uh, that you can scroll along with using your tablet or your phone and then chuck to the TV or you can just use the remote. Um, it's got a one terabyte hard drive, four tuners, um, some impressive features. I mean, th th having four tuners is probably a bit of a waste of time on Freeview because you've never got anything more than more than two things on at a time that's worth recording. So you can instead elect to use the replay feature, which aggregates um, 24 up to 24 hours worth of content from up to six channels of your choosing. So it's kind of a, a universalist catch-up player with uh, in instant access to, to to a good amount of content. It's got some video streaming apps. It's lacking in that department, to be honest, at the moment. It's only got iPlayer uh, and Demand 5 of the major catch-up players. There's no Netflix, um, just wacky. Um, but still, it's, 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 considering it was the first attempt from EE and an initial software release, it's a, an excellent PVR. It's just unfortunate it's only available to EE customers, so you have to have a broadband and phone contract with them to qualify for a box. In which case, in, in that case, it's free to you, so it's worth picking one up, even if you don't intend to use it in your main room. It's, it's something for another room. So, yeah, really cool. Really liked it. All right. Um, so, so if you're a EE user subscriber, you get that for nine. Pretty much, yeah. You have to be on a you have to be a broadband customer, and you have to your mobile phone contract has to be worth nine ninety five or above. I think that's that's the exact criteria, and in which case they'll give you one for nothing. All so, right. Yeah. I, I've been looking at your um, four free. So, so it's four free view channels could be recorded at the same time. Yeah. I I could see me using that because you got Wheeler Dealers on on Quest, you got Top Gear <laughs> on Dave, you got Time Team on More Four and Motor Wake Up. So they're all on at the same time. Okay, so we've got different tastes. I, I would rarely find four things simultaneously on Freeview worth, worth recording that I couldn't access on demand at some point. Otherwise, I would prefer to use the replay feature. Myself. And of course, you've got, you got UK Story Chanters as well now, started on Dave. No, it's ruined wow. the mistake for me. <laughs> it was funny, it was was funny when it was Americans. Now they're just stretching the format. Yeah, I've, I've got a problem with British people because they're not as over the top as Americans, are they? So It's the bloke they've got in tights and brogues that just kind of, I don't know, <laughs> there's something wrong there. No, you see, I was joking, Mark. I haven't watched it. <laughs> yeah, no, neither have I. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, what's this? That whirring sound is you frantically backpedalling it. <laughs> uh, so that's the ETV system, Mark. The other one is Fire TV from Amazon. A little bit different. Yeah, this is a, a media streaming box in the uh, in the, the guise of like the Roku's or Apple TVs. Um, it's obviously heavily centred on on Amazon Prime contract uh, content rather. So if you're not an Amazon customer and you plan on using it in the the advertised way, um, the, you'd be better off with something else. Quite probably a Roku, to be honest. It's got the Roku's got more native apps, although you know Fire TV's got quite a lot of good ones, and obviously it's a new service, so there'll be more along. It's currently got Netflix, uh, the 30 Day iPlayer, Spotify Connect, Demand Five as headliners, um, but you can sideload to it. No, it, it's perfectly legitimate. This is not not an illegal thing, um, so you can sideload. Amazon, uh, Android apps because it's essentially just an Android box with a, uh, using a fork version. Um, so there are lots of interesting things you can sideload. Um, Mr. Botwright will be interested in game emulators. Um, there's, can I, you also bit, do the the? Can you load on the Google Play Store? As well? uh, not in the UK, you can't. So they've blocked routing at the moment. So the, I know a lot of US people have routed theirs and got Google Play and Google Play games running on it quite nicely. Um, but I. It's not something I'd do for a review anyway. I wouldn't. I wouldn't root for a review. But um, <coughs> excuse my French. Um, but yeah, the, I've got an N. I had an N64 emulator running on it um, on Saturday night while they were watching X Factor and all that nonsense. And it runs fantastic. And it's pretty easy to set up. You can get Xbox Media Center up and running. Uh, although I did a little quick exploration of that, and it works really well. But uh, as far as the Fire TV concerned, I think most people are using it for illicit reasons, for so online video streaming services and just illegal sites in general. It's, so I've, it's not something I'd, I would touch, but I know you know people are interested in that sort of thing. Um, it can run it can run Firefox browser really well. You can plug a mouse into it. I, I plugged um, Steve's wireless uh, USB mouse into 
into it and it worked perfectly well. The browser's really good. You can get a flash plug-in um, for the Firefox. What the f*** is going on outside my house? Jesus Christ. Is that a helicopter? Sorry. They're coming to get you. I found you. Coming to get <laughs> piracy for you. <laughs> yeah. I was only on it a minute. You've hit, you've hit too many keywords. <laughs> Do you Quick, see it? Hide it on the way. <laughs> I was only on Xbox Media Centre for half an hour, honestly. <laughs> So you can watch actually 4OD through Firefox browser, I found out, because um, the Flash player works for that. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a nifty little thing that needs more app support at the moment. So if you, if you just want an out-of-box solution with the iPlayer, ITV player, 4OD, Demand 5, Netflix, Now TV, all those, then the Roku's a better choice. But if, you, if you're into a bit of tinkering and, and, and after an Android box... That has its own native apps as well. So the, the big disadvantage of siloading is potentially that's just a native Android app, which is going to need touchscreen support and won't be optimized uh, resolution-wise for the big screen. So it, it's it's good for tinkering, but as an out-of-box player, there there are better ones currently. Demand I, five I really like it. is Demand Five is is like it's. I think it's a, it's not so much a means of watching Channel Five programs on demand. It's actually a scientific experiment um, <laughs> designed to see how annoying you can make an on-demand video player before people just stop <laughs> using it out of blind frustration and go and find a torrent. It, I, I, it literally. If you sat down some of the best minds in the industry and asked them to make it harder to use and m- more unsatisfying, I don't think there's much more you could do to it. Honestly, it's a, it's a magnificent achievement in all of the wrong, re- all of the wrong ways. Yeah, I'd agree. It's just uh, it's lucky that I don't really watch anything on Channel Five because Demand Five, as you say, is absolutely pants. Especially you can compare it to Four OD and the new uh, the new iPlayer, which are, are, are much are leagues ahead. Anybody else notice that iPlayer was updated over the weekend? Well, certainly no. it was at this end. So on uh, well, it was on the Roku box and on this Panasonic. Oh, the Roku had the update now. Right, I've not used it all weekend. Cool. So it's the new thirty day, thirty day interface. Yeah, well, well, it all changed over the weekend. So I'm just assuming that everybody else has changed over the weekend as well, and that I'm not special in any way whatsoever. Uh, it just depends on what device you've got because it's rolled. The update's rolled, been rolling out for a few weeks now. So it just, the Samsung TV's got it like about. Six weeks ago, right? It's just okay. Rolling out on different things. What's it adding? Uh, rather than seven day catch up, it's thirty day now, which is a lot better. Uh, and the yeah. interface is is much much easier to use now. Oh, it's such a difference that interface is not as clunky as it used to be, and it's yeah. really really nice and quick to get through. And yeah, really good. Yeah. I'm impressed with that as well. Cool. Uh, and like I say, I've got a Panasonic Blu-ray player came in for review uh, last week. Last, I think I arrived last Wednesday. We had fun with couriers last week, didn't we, Mark? Well, we did, didn't we? You got the Fire TV, <laughs> didn't you? I got the and Fire then, TV got it twice. <laughs> uh, so this shows you how incompetent the couriers are up here. It was delivered to me. It wasn't supposed to come to me. It was supposed to go to Mark. So the guy turns up an hour later uh, to pick it up again, to take it back, to send it to Mark. Next thing in the morning, I'm actually out down at the spa. The time I come back, it's been delivered back to me again. <laughs> Health spa or the shop? <sighs> the shop, Mark. <laughs> Never know. You've <laughs> changed recently. Mud treatment or something. Uh, anyway, uh, so anyway, I've had this Panasonic Blu-ray uh, player yet to stick a Blu-ray disc in it. <laughs> Uh, and I've been using it over a few nights with a projector and just been watching streaming stuff and I've got to say, equality um, I can see why people are not buying Blu-rays anymore it's really good quality another domino falls 4K Blu-rays clientele is down to about 9 people, they'll be able to have a product <laughs> meeting in the back of a minibus at this rate <laughs> the will, but, friend. But, but that just says everything that needs to be said, it's a Blu-ray player, I've got it in for review and I've yet to put a disc in it because I, I thought, well, let's have a look at the streaming side of things. And I've been so impressed with it. And I've actually watched a couple of films that I meant to catch up on. And the quality has been superb. The only time it falls down is when it gets really, really action heavy. That's when it starts to fall down. You start to see compression kick in. But other than that, on a 10-foot screen, phew, can't fault it. It should be interesting when uh, the HEVC becomes a bit more uh, commonplace as well. So yeah. the compression, obviously the compression will improve. So it's gonna, it's just going to get better, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, I know we've been joking in the past, Ed, about, uh, you know, physical formats and all the rest of it, and, you know, Steve's a bit of a relic because he's still buying Blu-rays. Um, Steve is going to be a bit of a relic if he keeps buying Blu-rays because I don't see why people would buy physical format anymore. So if you're that way inclined listener and you think we've got it all wrong and that we're talking out of our 
Well, more than usual, anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah, more than usual that we're talking out of our arse. Uh, then tell us in the comment section, tell us that we're being stupid. Um, but you know, And will you have your band? <laughs> <laughs> Do we only have one collective arse there? You sound a bit wrong. Yeah, we're like that lady in the New American God, Horror Story. We're the AV Forum centipede. <laughs> <laughs> Bagsy the front. <laughs> South Park in my head now. South Park human sent iPad. <laughs> Please forgive me. Uh, sorry, uh, that's just uh, right. Where were we? If you believe that, I mean, let's say we were saying, I, I'm fairly convinced that physical media music is going to become a very specialised undertaking and I think that uh, I think with the conclusion that we're rapidly stumbling to here is that um, uh, film is going to be much the same I don't think there's going to be a significant difference Is it going the same way for games Mark? Is is this where we're all heading now? We're going to have to have massive pipes to get our content (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, massive pipe. I'm. I'm just... <laughs> we've been talking about our collect- collective asses, and we've now learned that it's we've a got massive all massive pipe. pipes. Yep. <laughs> I didn't mean that at all. May but... God have mercy on us all. Mark, answer the question. Uh, well, it's it's funny that this kind of comes up now because there was a little story in the news today about. Um, the amount of digital game sales and how it's making it harder to kind of analyze monthly reports on, you know, how much has been sold. And that's could be on PS4 and Xbox one up to 25% of total game sales mm-hmm. now, which, you know, it, it's, it sounds a, a significant amount. I, I'd like to know if that's in terms of monetary value or purchases of IE uh, per item. Because obviously that makes a, a kind of massive difference. Because it, like with mobile phones, people will consume titles at, at lower prices a lot more than they would say, you know, a, a full release that's, you know, of a significant value. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's the way that it's slowly going. Particularly with this, you know, the the ability to preload games as well, and the idea that you can start playing games on systems before they've they've finished downloading. You know, with uh, it always used to be a case of, well, if your line wasn't up to it, then it is just easier nipping down the shops and ge- grabbing it. Um, but ease of use, ease of getting it um, seems to be slowly winning people over. Obviously, these consoles have got significantly larger hard drives. They're still not huge if you consider the size of you know the average file that you're getting. You know, say 500 gig, if you're you're getting, say, a 30 gig game, then the amount that you can stick on there before you have to start losing some of that content and you know putting it to one side isn't a huge amount but still most people will only have a you know two three games on the go at one time um and hopefully slowly we'll start to see lower prices because ultimately it will be the price that dictates because so many games are stuck into this kind of economy of you buy a game, you play it, then you can trade it in, and that yeah. pays towards getting your next title. Whereas people don't tend to do that as much with with Blu-rays and CDs and that kind of thing. Yeah, the, see, this is the thing that I'm trying to get my head around um, is the fact that you know how much are these games to buy online? Is it are you paying the same type of money that you'd pay if you went to the shop to buy it? Depends where you buy them, doesn't it? Because I know there's a, there's a whole thread in the uh, Xbox One section about people uh, using DNS and VPN services to access. Buy Xbox One, get downloads from I think it's Hong Kong, India, and the USA, and the prices are vastly lower than they are in the UK. So. But if they were doing it legally, they would be, pay, be paying the same price, would they? Sometimes more, isn't it? That's sometimes I'm not. Mark will tell you better, but I think sometimes I think on PS4 it can be higher than the the physical copy you can get the physical copy for. Right, definitely. Well, we're, certainly with, with regards, like supermarkets have changed the kind of landscape of this kind of thing with, with Lost Leaders, which is the latest big game you can usually pick up now for £40 at a major supermarket. Or or the worst, it'll be kind of, you know, £35 or something when you spend X amount on your weekly shop anyway. So they're just kind of enticing you in, but it's still a better deal. So many online games are still at the full price of 55 pounds you know uh, and they stay that price for for a long period of time but sometimes why, why would you pay 55 quid for a download i don't and rather than the physical media because if you get the physical media at least you can go and, and punt it on a game or whatever once you finish with it and get something back for it trade it in for another game you can't do that with a digital version can you 
No, I, I think it's simply a case of it's worth it to have that price high enough because there there are enough people out there who will get their console home, will see, you know, that it, it's a good network device, will see that, you know, they've got this store with so many different games on it and think, well, what's an extra 50 quid? You know, well, I've already thing, spent... I mean, it, it just taps into gamers getting older as a group. And when you're, you know, juggling work commitments, all the other things that come along with getting old and it's very depressing it's it's just the convenience factor of just being able to get going and not have to make a specific journey to get something up and running uh, right, i downloaded um fire city on the uh on the fire tv the android version of fire tv it cost me three quid and that, that was that was money well spent on saturday night well it would have been if i'd not fallen asleep in the chair <laughs> <laughs> again going back to the problems of getting old so yeah <laughs> yeah we see i, I don't mind paying Five ninety nine a month for Netflix. Uh, there are other streaming services available. Um, <laughs> I don't mind. But that was good. I don't mind paying that, and then having a choice of content to watch, even if it's you know eight or nine months old. Some of the the, the newer films on there, let's say. But there's a good choice. Problem I have is if they were wanting twenty quid or fifteen quid or even a tenner for the latest movie, like Sky Store or whatever they charge at the minute, yeah. I've kept well away from those services because. For some reason, it just doesn't feel like value for money to me. I'd rather go and get out the cheapy bin. I was going to say in Woolworths, it's just you know, off the language. Yeah, I'd rather go and pick up the physical media for a tenner because uh, then I own it and, and I have it. It's just this this thing that where something's physical, I'd rather have it. I think it's it's as Ed said, it's obviously convenience. It's it's as games are kind of growing older and you've got a certain amount of disposable income. But I also think to a certain extent it's it's kind of tied into how well these these consoles are connected to things like friends lists and the like, which is, you know, you get in, you see that everyone's playing a particular game and you think, well, I'm not going to make another trip out. You know, uh, perhaps it's friday you're not going out over the weekend or something you know you you want that now and so therefore you're willing to pay that little bit extra um and so it, it's kind of tying into you pl- uh, playing the latest releases at a time when everyone else is playing them as well because so many of these games have the kind of online component and you want to kind of jump in when they're still new when you know get on the crest of that wave you don't really want to wait for them just to hit the bargain bins or for wait to wait for them to kind of drop in price online because a lot of them just won't things like ea's access service there's a reason why they why they'll keep their games a higher price because they want you to pay the subscription sorry you mentioned a few things in there that completely baffled me friends list oh. <laughs> oh. and and going out at a weekend do we, you go, do we play the, the... you go out the weekend, you go out in your big blue car and take photos of windmills. I mean, admittedly, that's not the most social thing I've ever seen. But don't, t- don't try and pretend that you don't go outside, because you do. I mean, for all I know, reluctantly, but you, you, you go outside. You've got to have attainable goals. <laughs> Living the dream. Uh, right, so wrapping all this up, so what we're saying is um, basically physical media, uh, give it another 12 to 18 months and it'll be more or less a niche thing. Is that what we're saying? I don't have any reason to disagree with that at all. You'll all be buying vinyl with me because I'll have convinced you all to buy record players. But uh, otherwise, no, we'll be downloading absolutely everything. Mr. Botwright, is, is games going to end up that way in 18 months or, or is it going to be a, a bit of a, a longer cycle? No, I think it'll be a, a longer cycle. You're getting kind of extra little services like things like SharePlay and the like um, that are making it easier to kind of for people to play other games um but it still comes down to to a certain extent it's convenience people will pay money for what's online and what's there straight away but unless those prices fall uh, you know the world of streaming just tv shows and music is so radically different at the moment you know you've you've got places that are collecting kind of entire kind of catalogs of content that will keep you going for a long time you don't have a similar service for games at the moment you know the the kind of closest thing that console gaming's getting is really ea access but that's just one publisher's small little kind of corner of the market um if you want to play a wide range of games then you're paying 
a significant amount more than you probably pay for for blu-rays for cds for vinyl and the like and for that you need that kind of ecosystem of being able to trade them in okay and uh mark do you think that withers is going to be a niche um withers already is a niche <laughs> Uh, do you think that there's going to be very few people buying Blu-rays and DVDs? Yeah, well, although I believe sales are still quite healthy, aren't they? Isn't that, isn't that right? Last time I heard, which was probably sometime last year, the sales were still reasonably healthy. But you got to think that all these streaming services are going to eat away into that and and, and kill it eventually. And, um, uh, and like I say, I've had this Panasonic Blu-ray player, and I've yet to put a Blu-ray in it. That just kind of says quite a bit about. And you know, I am so fussy about image quality. Um, yeah. It's just it's just in my DNA that I'm really, really fussy about image quality, and I can sit there and watch. Um, actually, I watched the first Hobbit film. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah. I, I That's why I watched it, I think. Um, yeah. But, you know, on a 10-foot scope screen, through a JVC projector, it looked really, really good. And I think unless you are, are like us and can tell, you know, have a really good eye for Blu-ray against DVD and against streaming... I think if you set a reasonably enthusiastic person in front of that image, they would be hard pushed to tell. I think there the is super one. When I think about it, sorry, there is one caveat to films, which may or may not make a difference. And I didn't bring this up in the title review, but I think it is worth pointing out: music is ahead of video in so much as the on-demand services. When something is added, short of there being a, a licensing issue, that, like this Taylor Swift business with spotify it's going on at the moment it's there forever um the libraries are just augmented they don't they don't churn content at the moment you couldn't rely on netflix because it does update and change or, or other streaming services Let's or other streaming services they they don't seem to just continue adding and adding and adding yeah they, well there was do take stuff away there was the big thing with now tv a couple of weeks ago wasn't there mark where um you had i think it was like 10 days to watch all of the game of thrones is that right it was Boardwalk Empire. Boardwalk yeah, Empire. I, was, I was watching yeah. Boardwalk Empire against the clock. I, in fact, it was worse than I thought because I had series five as well. So I had to do something like 13 episodes in six days, which was quite rewarding. As, as it turned out, I really enjoyed it. But yeah, it, that now TV. Do you just see Steve Buscemi every time you close your eyes? Yeah, I did for that week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is no bad thing. I love Steve. Um, but yeah, the, now TV in particular is terrible for that. They, they don't keep things on very long, presumably because of their licensing deal with HBO. But um, it, yeah, there is there is always that. But then if you look at things like Google Play or the Sky Store or Virgin Movies, then you you, you can buy that content, can't you? And, and and sort of watch it as long as you've got a capable device wherever you are. Yeah. Because you, you, Google Play is not going to go bump anytime soon, or Sky is not going to go time, bump anytime soon. So would, if I was going to buy digital content, I would at least have faith buying it from there, knowing that I could access it on a multi, multitude of devices um, wherever I am, really. Okay, yeah. well, I think we've put the world uh, to rights there when it comes to uh, streaming, uh, looking at new services from EE and Fire, and of course, uh, LG's Music 4. That's been the hardware news. Coming up next is games. <laughs> So, Mark, what do you have for us uh, games-wise this week? Well, kind of carrying on from streaming boxes and the like, uh, PlayStation TV has been released this week. Um, this was obviously originally dubbed the Vita TV. It's, it's essentially a, a Vita um, micro console without a screen, uh, allowing you to play Vita games as well as download the various PS1 and classic games uh, from the PSN store. But it's one of the, the kind of main selling points for it for PS4 owns is its ability to stream um, games from the PlayStation 4. So it allows you to to obviously play on uh, another screen in your house. If, if the main TV is being monopolized by people watching X Factor or whatever, then you can carry on your game in a different room. Which sounds pretty cool, doesn't it? It does. Um, early, early kind of customer reaction to it i always like with this kind of thing to kind of gauge have a little look at things like amazon reviews to see how many five star and one star reviews there are to kind of split along and it largely seems to be either people not realizing that it was just going to be 720p uh 1080i and that there would obviously be some kind of downgrade in quality or problems setting up uh, a stable network connection um, there, there seems to be so. I mean, the, the variation in kind of how people get their their kind of home network set up seems to 
be wildly different. Uh, some people have said that it works better if it's just all kind of Ethernet cables. Others say it's actually better to go, you know, from PS4 to say a home plug and then keep the PS TV as wireless. But the main issue is that people are just not looking at um, a setting which says that you're not, you don't want the PS TV to just try and connect directly to the the PS4, which is something that, that the Vita has always done, which is it would look for playing remotely i.e. using your your wi-fi connection if you were far enough away from your playstation 4 but if you were just using it as a kind of secondary screen if you're within range of your ps4 then it would just create a kind of ad hoc connection to that yeah exactly It, it was far more stable i think it'll it'll be a while before this becomes really an essential piece of kit because i you know the main thing waiting in the wings is uh sony's playstation now what will probably be a subscription service or or one-time rental fees for streaming other games um but at the moment it's it's kind of something that's a a nice little kind of tertiary device to to add if you've got various other bits of kind of sony kit and particularly the ps4 is it out now actually out to buy yeah yeah i think it was out 14th so yep out now so what apps did it did it does it come with in the uk <clears throat> oh, I'm pretty. I think that's actually there. There are no kind of actual um, media streaming apps at the moment, which is quite poor. Um, opportunity, though. Yeah, and and obviously it, it it actually blocks it from the PS4 as well. Um, so things like Blu-ray playback, I think as well, gets blocked. So you can't even kind of access a kind of stream of a stream, so to speak. Yeah. So at the at the moment, it's limited. Nice bit of kit around the hundred pound mark makes it a bit expensive for what it is. Um, if you if you've got a large catalog of, of Vita games, uh, then perhaps it, it kind of it, it works out as as a smart deal simply so that you can connect it up to a, to another screen. But beyond that, I, th- I think is one to kind of wait and see exactly how well it's going to work with PlayStation Now service. And uh, you also had a podcast that came out uh, last week. Yes, we did. <laughs> now, well, uh, I'm just going to the front page just to double check what we did actually speak about I can't be playing Hotline Miami on my Vita and, and be paying attention right uh, we covered the latest Call of Duty whether it's a, a return to form or whether it's just retreading the same formula um, Niall got suckered by the Fallout 4 hoax um, we also discussed growing enthusiasm for Grand Theft Auto 5 due to the um, announcement there's going to be a first person mode in it um, wandered off a little bit into cinema a little bit of interstellar then covered uh, see what's going on the latest with destiny and finally sunset overdrive and what we've basically been playing this month cool and uh, that's available to download now is it yes indeed that's on the front page of the forums right now and is that games news that is games news Uh, right, so movie news, and uh, normally at this moment in time, we would ask Steve what's at the cinema, and then we'd all go and uh, have a pee. Right, Blu-rays released next week. <laughs> um, actually, some really quite good Blu-rays uh, released next week. We've got Guardians of the Galaxy, which you can win. Uh, don't forget, you can go and enter that competition, or you can buy it on Monday when it's released. Uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, really looking forward to this one. Missed it at the cinema. Uh, we'll be picking this up. It just looks um, so serious. I just can't take these things seriously anymore. I don't want to do serious. I have to do enough serious in real life. Scowling monkeys is just not blowing my foot. Okay, up. well, well, Ed, I've got the perfect one for you uh, next week. Still Game Live. I don't know what that is. Uh, the two Scottish pensioners. The comedy. Have no. you not? Have you not seen Still Game? No. Oh, I have to send you boys clips on YouTube of Still Game. It is so funny. Um, All right. Well, that sounds that sounds positive. Greg, good. Greg Hempel, and um, oh, I keep forgetting the other guy's name. Uh, they play old guys. I mean, they're they're in their thirties, forties, and they're playing these old guys in their sixties and seventies. Basically, uh, pensioners uh, doing things um, naughty in Glasgow, and it's really, really quite funny. A lot funnier right. than Mrs. Brown. To be honest, they're a serious disease. Ebola is funnier than Mrs. Brown's boys. At the very least, you leak humorous bodily fluids for a period of time whilst you have Ebola. <laughs> Uh, and for the Doctor Who nuts, uh, the complete uh, series eight, that's uh, Peter Capaldi's complete series, is uh, out on Blu-ray next week as well. So that's a Blu-rays. Don't forget, you can win Gardens... Uh, gardens? Gardens of the Galaxy. <laughs> Alan Titch Martin's <laughs> face. 
Actually, that segues neatly onto the thread we were talking about, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. <laughs> well, man, cured the galaxy. <laughs> right, um, yeah, so that's the Blu-rays that are out next week. So there is a thread currently running in uh, general chat, is it? It should, yeah. should really be in the movies forum, but uh, we will forgive them for this. And uh, basically... Well, Ed, you tell me, because you are uh, a permanent resident of general chat these days. Tell us what it's what, about. What are you saying? I'm not permanent. <laughs> I, it, 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 I spend more time there than anyone else. But actually, I spend more time on the forums full stop than I think anyone else. But um, yeah, it, it arrived um, uh, quite late last night. Uh, poster Stephen Barnes. Uh, movies that you want but will never happen. Um, and uh, I don't know exactly what frame of mind he that, that Mr. Barnes was looking for because his his initial suggestion is Godzilla versus Penfold, <laughs> which I've got to be honest, I I don't I don't get that excited about that. But you know, I, I, think, I respect I think, his choices. I think we have to explain that we recorded this on a Monday afternoon, and this thread was posted at a weekend where people are drinking. <laughs> Ten fifty-seven p.m. Yeah, like it's a giveaway, isn't it? It's quite weird in so much as the t- it's all over the place because the very next suggestion uh, from uh, from our own Mister Hook uh, uh, re- reviewer and uh, periodic periodically appears on the on the podcast um, a decent sequel to Aliens, which that's not very funny at all. But I do see his point, you know. So I mean, obviously he's he's just suggesting that Alien versus Predator just wasn't cutting it, weirdo. Um, a proper War of the Worlds movie, not quite hundred percent. I mean, we, we, I can only assume what you mean perhaps using the the artwork that we've come to know and love from the uh, the Jeff Wayne album, uh, and you know, much more closer to the H.G. Wells tone of things. And then one that particularly pleased Phil, which was Jaws: The Early Years. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how early. I mean, you know, egg uh, or, or uh, are, are, are they born from eggs? Yes, they're fish. Hmm. Aren't they really? <laughs> well, they're not. Li- I don't think that you they, the, uh, eggs feature. I know that there is one shark where it looks like a live birth because they hatch inside the mother, but they are nonetheless still all fish. Um, and my suggestion uh, was actually not in jest. I've got to be honest. I would love to see a live action version of Cowboy Bebop, the anime cartoon from the 90s because i bloody love that and i think it done done correctly done in the same sort of spirit of things as guardians of the galaxy cowboy bebop would be bloody marvelous and i'd actually go outside and i'd buy a ticket and i'd sit with people in the cinema and i wouldn't hate all of them much and it would be good so um any other suggestions or am i just monologuing now and um, i've got a funny feeling that mr Botwright. That's a classic that he really wants to have. I'm not, I'm not even sure. Assassins? Driving Mitsubishi Shoguns? What, are we talking about Shogun Assassin? <laughs> Weirdly enough, I suppose you probably are. <laughs> you, can, you can't improve upon perfection. Well, you can. You, you can You can have assassins driving in Mitsubishi Shoguns. It's, it's all a bit too Top Gear for me. <laughs> I, would like, I would like to see a William Shatner biopic perhaps a musical biopic but in which Shatner is his present age playing himself throughout the various ages of his life doing spoken word songs at various intervals yes, yes. Just he has to be there in the schoolboy shorts at the start and then you know he progressively gets older him sitting in the classroom that kind of thing are you sure that's not happened <laughs> that dream? That, possibly that during really one of his breaks. that sounds really familiar to me I must have a weird dream one day that sounds like yeah, we, we could we could crowdsource crowdfund this idea, could we not? I don't should, know how much how much Shatner. does Shatner cost these days. How much? I thought. I'd just like to see the reenactment of the interview when they told him that everyone else in Star Trek hated him. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it's, that that such a heartbreaking moment. To be honest, a biopic of uh, Kelsey Grammer's life, that would be one of the most depressing films ever committed to, 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 to Solo. <laughs> well, no, you see, it basically, is, it, it's a miracle the bloke is, is actually as comparatively normal as he is. If you read read the Wikipedia entry on Kelsey Grammer, basically everyone he's ever loved or cared about is dead. And I'm not making that up for dramatic effect. It's it's pretty pretty bleak. Um, did, did you mention the sequels? 
Uh, which ones? Uh, alien versus Islamic State. <laughs> <laughs> and I was thinking more BMX bandits too. <laughs> what with Nicole Kidman at her present age? <laughs> First, relearn how to ride a bike. Um. I mean, Close Encounters, that's quite serious, actually. Uh, that might work. I mean, they, they all got in the spaceship at the end, didn't they? So It depends on the version that you saw, though, doesn't it? Because not all of the versions have the inside of the spaceship. It depends. No, but they, they still all got onto the spaceship, though. Yeah, I suppose that's not going down. So, um, seven? Eight. <laughs> <laughs> it writes itself. <laughs> Dear Mr. Movie Mogul. Um, I was always thinking of that Harry Enfield sketch from years ago, Il Postino Pat. (laughs) (laughs) That would be good. (laughs) Senorita Goggins. (laughs) Oh, dear. Um, I mean, the other thing is, it's just... Obviously, you think of something stupid, and then just think of someone wildly inappropriate to do it as well. You know, um, when in doubt, get uh, Michael Bay involved, especially if it's supposed to be a romantic comedy. I was going to suggest Bob Hoskins would make a good postman, Pat. Maybe. He's not very <laughs> good. Be more of a zombie film, unfortunately. <laughs> That's better. Zombie Pat. Surprised no one, no wag has written Titanic or. <laughs> no, but there was, wasn't there? There, there was. Uh, <laughs> there was. There was a spoof one on YouTube, yeah, Titanic Brit- Two. Britan- uh, yeah, look, but there's also Britannic as well, which was made on a budget of about eleven p. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I've, there are. I say someone has made a very. I, I think I've approached this in the past. Uh, someone has put it in the thread. I would love to see um, Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman's Good Omens done. With a degree of sympathy, but it's been in. De- it's one of those things. It's been in development hell for so long that I think the opportunity has passed, and also it's it's slightly of its time in the way it's written. So it would now need to be tweaked and monkeyed about a bit to actually work in the twenty first century. So maybe the opportunity for that has passed. Um, Theodore Rex. What modern? A mod- modern retelling of the classic tale. <laughs> I'd like to see E.T. Did you see what back. I did there? Classic tale. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh boom, boom, tish. Multi-layered. Well, we, we, we need to be giving that away as the Christmas competition prize, by the way. Whoever it is that organises the competitions in EV forums, Theodore Rex. <laughs> Just with the heading, we're so very sorry. <laughs> Second prize is a Walkman. <laughs> Um, the prize is a week in my in my attic. <laughs> <laughs> At least they'll be well fed. They will. Yeah, Mark's AV snacks. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it back. We've got five minutes to fill. <laughs> um, <laughs> we we assumed. <laughs> <laughs> if you try to do, uh, or actually, the original cast still alive? Oh God, Phil's dead. They'll be in the sixties. <laughs> Yeah, well, that 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 could make it a particularly uh, <laughs> oh, particularly mighty uh... <laughs> turns into a snuff film at the end. <laughs> oh, is Blacklace still alive? Can they still do the Hell We're Having a Gangbang song? Yeah, actually, looking this up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shows. I think Blacklace is still going. I don't know if it's the original lineup, but you know, it doesn't really matter, does it? With them. <laughs> Everyone appears to still be alive. They could be be, be dragged back for a thoroughly overdue re <laughs> Although, to be honest, I think that any nudity would be a fairly specialist um, specialist thing. Well, there point. wasn't any in the original, was there? Not really, no. It was all, all, all classic 80s British suggestion. So, yeah, I suppose it might work. Right, enough. I think, uh, I think we've done this one to death. Have you got any more suggestions? The thread is in general chat. <laughs> Go and tell us about the movies you want that are never likely to happen. And that is it for the podcast this week. Uh, thank you very much for listening. I need to thank uh, Mark Hodgkinson. I love the smell of commerce in the morning. Mark Botwright. It's not a schooner, it's a sailboat. And Ed Selly. Listen, not a year goes by. Not a year 
that I don't hear about some escalator accident involving some bastard kid which could have been avoided had some parent, I don't care which one, but some parent conditioned him to fear and respect that escalator. Don't forget you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook, bookmarkabforums.com for latest reviews, news and video. Plus, why not leave us a rating on iTunes if you enjoyed the show. I'm Phil Hinton, thanks very much for listening and we'll see you again next Wednesday. (laughs) 